You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Top Podcast. I'm going to call Jason. Your call is Danny. And oh boy, fans, we have a show for you today. Our reaction to the NFL weekend. Full of playoffs, full of fun, full of surprises. Danny, this was an interesting weekend and where we have four great games and some are considering the these games especially the last game to be the best game in NFL playoff history. But let's go ahead and start off with what happened on Saturday, beginning with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, upsetting, quote unquote, upsetting the Tennessee Titans. I called this, Danny. Yes, you did. I I called this. Had a feeling Cincinnati was going to come into Tennessee and into Nashville and pull off this victory. Joe Burrow throws for 348 yards. Uh, man, this what an awesome game, man. He got sacked a whole lot of times. He got sacked nine times. I didn't think he was going to get up, but he got up the 10th time, mm-hmm. pulled it out. What say you, Danny? Cincinnati took control, but they were only kicking field goals. And a pivotal point in this game was Derrick Henry scored that touchdown before half. And they went for two, and they did not get it. So at halftime, Cincinnati was up nine to six, even though they were controlling the game. And when that second half hit, Tennessee just hung around. And Tennessee actually had an opportunity at the end where Tannehill threw that pick on third down, where then Cincinnati went and scored and kicked that field goal. But Tennessee blew the game, in my opinion, after Cincinnati had control. Tennessee should have took that game and that two-point conversion came back to bite them in the butt. Where they over went for one, it would have been 17-16. Hindsight is always 20-20. But mm-hmm. they had their opportunities. And I think Derrick Henry, you he didn't look a hundred percent. He looked good, but he didn't look like him his normal self. De- Deontay Foreman looked really good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Tough loss for Tennessee, man. I was like, oh, man, here we go with these picks. It was a rough weekend for me on picks, but Tennessee had the the game and lost at the end, and congrats to the Cincinnati Bengals, man. It's exciting to see a new team in the conference championship, so congratulations to them. And, Danny, let me just say this about the Tennessee Titans. Listen, Ryan Tannehill threw threw three interceptions. Mm -hmm. Deontay Foreman only had four carries. I think what could have happened there is you could have fed Deontay Foreman a little bit more. Derrick Henry coming off an injury first game, he had 20 carries for 62 yards. I think you really could have fed Deontay Foreman a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, have a little bit more diversity in your offense there, which would have probably helped out a lot with Tannehill, especially with him throwing on his first pass, the interception. Yep. You should have known this is going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah so uh, i think i think tennessee 
could have done something differently there. Again, Joe Burrow threw for the 348 yards. Jamar Chase had five receptions for 109 yards. Man, listen, Cincinnati has something special here, but, man, that O-line is something to uh, be needing to work on. Mm -hmm. I mean, that offensive line allowed nine sacks. And if they're looking to advance into the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to have to fix that quick, fast, and in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamar Chase, five receptions. T. Higgins, seven receptions for 96 yards. Uh, Izuma, seven receptions. Joe Mixon, six receptions. There's a theme there. We'll get to it later on. But I just want to say Joe Burrow has a very deep receiving core. Mm-hmm. And I think. Cincinnati has something special here. Uh, and, man, AFC quarterbacks is something tough. Uh, we'll address that a little bit later on. Second game on Saturday in which the Green Bay Packers took this L against 49ers, 13-10. Uh, to 10. Could this have been Aaron Rodgers' last game in Lambeau as the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback? Who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. I got so much to say on this, Danny. All I could do was really shake my head because throughout this game, I just had a feeling that we were really reverting back to what messed us up the past few times here in the NFC Championship game. The very first series of the game, I, I felt very comfortable and confident that, okay, maybe we are going to really break out and, and do the thing here. Mm-hmm. A touchdown by AJ Dillon. He ran it in for a touchdown. The very first series. Um, great passes. Devontae Adams uh, was getting the ball. And I immediately thought the 49ers aren't doubling Devontae Adams. And I shouldn't have said anything because very next series, there's a couple series thereafter, they start doubling Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And we found ourselves in the same hole that we found ourselves a couple years ago, a few years ago against 49ers in the <laughs> NFC championship game. You double Devontae Adams, where else can you go? Mm-hmm. Now, ironically enough, the number one and two receivers for the Green Bay Packers was that of Aaron Jones, nine receptions for 129 yards. He had that very long pass uh, reception for 75 yards. And then you had Devontae Adams at nine receptions for 90 yards. Alan Lazar, one yard, or excuse me, one catch. Mercedes Lewis, one catch, but no yards because he fumbled thereafter. Randall Cobb, who came back from missing about seven, eight weeks due to uh, core surgery, mm-hmm. zero receptions. One target for all the flag that people are giving Aaron Rodgers, and he had a bad game. Okay, I'm just gonna say Aaron Rodgers had a bad game. Uh, there were instances where he probably could have thrown to the tight end, mm-hmm. uh, a low pass to Alan Lazard. We find ourselves in the same position over and over and over in the playoffs against you know these these great defensive teams 
let me just say this, Danny. I'm going to read some things off here. You know, indulge me here for a moment. Yep. Jordy Nelson, second round, 2008. Greg Jennings, second round, 2006. Randall Cobb, second round, 2011. Robert Tunyon, undrafted. Injured, obviously on IR due to the ACL injury. MVS, fifth round. Devontae, second round, 2014. Here's my point with that. Y'all remember when the Packers went to the Super Bowl, even after the year after the Super Bowl, when they had a potent offense? That was with at least a couple of second rounders. What was Green Bay trying to do this year, Danny, during trade deadline? Oh, pick up Odell Beckham. Who was drafted when? One, my first round pick. And do you think that would have helped Green Bay on Sunday? Uh, yes. Or somebody on Saturday? Yes, that would have helped them. <laughs> Now, MVS did, did not play. That thing, I think that may, that could have helped. He was injured, uh, looked like hamstring slash back. Uh, and I think that would have helped, um, you know, expand the field a little bit uh, more there. But all I'm saying is, I think you, have, you still have to look at the pieces around Aaron Rodgers. I am not in no way using that as an excuse for his play on Sunday. They still got 13 wins with the receiving core that they had. But when you get into the playoffs, it's a little bit different. It's just like the NBA. Mm -hmm. You can shoot threes all throughout the regular season. But if you want to win a chip, you're going to have to shoot some twos and you're going to have to go for it. Look at what the Bucs did. Yep. Giannis was like, you know what? I'll forget all these threes. I'm just going to go on the inside. I'm going to get hacked. I'm going to get fouled. And I'm going to go to the free throw line and take my lumps on the free throw line. In playoff football, when you take away your best option to receive the football, man, what, what, what else can you do? I think Green Bay is going to have to really take a look at their offense they have a lot of decisions to make in terms of free agencies in terms of cap space mm -hmm. uh all of that but when you look at and when i look at what's happening across the league in terms of offense and we'll get into this later on but i gotta say this danny the rams cooper cup third round 2017 obj first round van jefferson we got hurt. Oh, excuse me. The Van Jefferson, he played second round. Mm -hmm. Robert Woods, who got hurt second round. Tyler Higby, fourth round. My point is this. You got to have the, the right weapons around core players. You got to have the right weapons, man. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think the Packers are going to go back to the drawing board. They're going to have to look at things. It's interesting to hear the comments that were made about Aaron Rodgers, that it's an agreement that leadership and the head coach want Aaron Rodgers back. The front office, so we're talking about Mark Murphy. We're talking about Google Plus, the GM. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking about head coach LaFleur. They want Aaron Rodgers back. He has a few decisions to make, but, man, it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens during the offseason. What say you? Jason, you know I'm elated about what happened on Saturday night. Uh, there's no way. There's, here we go again. Green Bay should have lost that game. San Francisco couldn't do anything on offense. Jimmy G, as we talked about, he had that key interception right before half. And they weren't doing anything. The only person that really was doing something was Debo Samuel because the receipt. And to Jimmy's credit, though, he did throw some passes where they just straight up dropped them. Wide yeah, open passes. Yep. He was throwing them on a rope and they just dropped them. So mm-hmm. not all on him, but the offense was stagnant. It came down to special teams. And I knew that was going to happen. And that, and that defensive line, because there was some Bakhtiari didn't play, uh, that left side was hurting. So they put that pressure on, man. They're, they're in the backfield a lot on Aaron Rodgers. They made him make some decisions, and he had to make them quick. And he, he kept defaulting to DeFonte, mm-hmm. where – uh, it just didn't work, man. And I'm curious to see what they do. But I got to say kudos to the 49ers. Um, those, that block kick, that field goal, yep. and then that yep. block punt. And for them to go down and methodically drive to win that game the way they did, kill the clock. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers did not get the ball back. Mm-hmm. was impressive being on the road, and they weren't playing well. Like I said, their offense was not doing well. They had key key penalties, like they were going in to score, and they had the face mask with Elijah Mitchell grab the defender's face mask, so they got put back. And yeah, it was all kinds of things where, like I said, Green Bay blew a key opportunity here, man, where they could have went on. But, hey, I see y'all at BW3s, Packers fans. Here we go, man. Here we go. <laughs> misery enjoys company here we <laughs> Come go join us falcons fans man whatever man listen man <laughs> let me ask you this danny do you feel that aaron Rodgers would be back in a packers uniform if you watch them this year especially late in the season they weren't winning games convincingly either so it wasn't like they're blowing teams out a lot of those games were down to the last play so their record may have been a little inflated mm-hmm because they had a lot of one-point wins, like against Cleveland and the Ravens and all that stuff. And their schedule wasn't that difficult. And that's where he hasn't made where they're at. The Bears, Lions, and Vikings aren't a threat to Green Bay. So he hasn't made. It's like playing in the AFC South as a, from a Tennessee perspective. They have an easier time because the teams aren't up to par with them. So in theory, he should stay because – is set up for him, but they don't have this, the success in the playoffs, so that may make him want to make a pivot to give it a, another shot with a different team. And depending on some, how some of this goes in the offseason, wink, wink, Tampa Bay, wink, wink, San Francisco, Denver. He has a lot of opportunities to go places and actually make a quick impact where he's not going in, like he mentioned, he said he doesn't want to do a rebuild, and he may have to do that um, depending on this cap situation with Green Bay. They may have to let some people go. To cut to the chase, I think he is actually going to stay. They're going to figure something out 
and keep him around. But personally, I would like to see him go and uh, have Green Bay come down to our level a little bit. Man, here we feel, go. Feel the, feel, feel the pain as everyone complains about being in the playoffs every year. Here we go. Atlanta fans would love that. So <laughs> I think he comes back. What about you, Jay? Look here, man. You know, before Sunday's games, I thought he was going to be gone. I thought he was going to be gone because uh, I think he just got honestly fed up with the, with the fact that he needs some help. He needs mm-hmm. some more weapons. And it's not so much as to get a wide receiver in a fifth round, no disrespect to MVS, mm-hmm. um, or some undrafted uh, players who produce like an Alan Lazard um, or a Robert Tanyan. But if you want to go over the hump, you need some true weapons. And that's something that the Packers just have not given mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's frustrating for for Aaron to see everything, all the teams getting these weapons. Just think about everybody who's left in the who, who's played on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati loaded. L.A. Rams, I listed them off loaded. Yeah. Yep. Tampa Bay before they really got injured and you know some other stuff happened. Fantonio Brown yeah. loaded. That's why you think Tom Brady left New England mm-hmm. to get some help to make sure you have the pieces around to get over the hump. So before Sunday's games, I thought Aaron's gone, man. After Sunday's games, I'm like, man, Aaron's staying. There's no way in the world Aaron's going to go into the AFC and go against, if he goes to Denver, me tell me he has to play Mahomes twice and Justin Herbert twice. Mm-hmm. Possibly rub elbows and play against Josh Allen. And oh, by the way, you still have Lamar Jackson sitting mm-hmm. over there. And then, oh, by the way, who can forget Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship game in his second year? And he got loaded weapons in his second year. He's in the AFC championship game with loaded weapons. So, so I, I don't think Aaron would go into the AFC purely because not, it's not a competition thing. It's more so about getting over the hump and getting there to, mm-hmm. you know, to the big game. I think what the Packers would do and what Aaron Rodgers would do is renegotiate that contract to get below salary, you know, below the uh, salary cap. And get the right pieces. I mean, they'll probably. Dra- I can see them drafting a, a wide receiver or two. I think the GM. I think the Packers front office is going to look at this and be like, "We got to get him some more weapons because this is a, this is the second time this done happened in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, not only that, got to really start thinking about." If Aaron Rodgers leaves after next year, let's just say, and they bring bring in Jordan Love, who Jordan Love going to throw to? So you got to start thinking about, okay, if I do get a couple of weapons, wide receiver weapons Mm -hmm. for Jordan Love, 
okay, let them get indoctrinated to the system with a Hall of Famer. Yep. And go from there. Here's the other thing, too, Danny. The front office and, and Matt LaFleur, they want Aaron Rodgers back because they have seen what Jordan Love can't do. They've seen him on the field against the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And they've seen him in practice. He ain't the one. And I can see them actually packaging him for a trade. Mm-hmm. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay, man. And now Danny in Sunday's game, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the L.A. Rams and where the L.A. Rams try to give this game away. <laughs> Let's be real, man. They try to give this game away, man. I really thought I was like, oh my gosh, this this game is like 27 and 3. You mean tell me y'all about to give this game away? Are you kidding me? Um, but the LA Rams did prevail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Stafford last second here, last drive, drove down the field. What a beautiful pass to uh, Cooper Cup mm-hmm. to put them in a field goal position to ultimately kick the game winning field goal. And Dallas Cowboys fans, that's how you're supposed to run a last-second play in the last few seconds. There's, a, there's been examples of how to do this throughout this past weekend, Dallas yes. Cowboys fans. And we'll get into the Kansas City game and Buffalo Bills game because – that was impressive in 13 seconds that Mahomes comes down the field and mm-hmm. let them score. But man, Dallas Cowboys fans, that's how you're supposed to do it. And let me take it back to the Packers here with Dallas Cowboys and McCarthy being the coach. I think this is why Rodgers wanted McCarthy to go the clock management, just mm-hmm. some of the the play calling, all that stuff. And Rogers saw that and was like, yo, it's we something going to have to happen because he's not going to be the one to get us over the hump. Yeah. Uh so kudos Rogers for seeing that. And we saw it too as fans, him calling the same plays. I we I knew the playbook <laughs> from the couch. I was like, man, he about to go ahead and do just run his ball, run his quick out. We know what we knew what play call was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Anyway, so LA Rams and the Buccaneers, what a game. What a, a comeback by Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, man, here he goes. He's about to do it again. And oh, by the way, uh, the LA Rams prevailed. What say you, Danny? Jason, this one was extra tough on me, man, because it would have been nice for another team to blow a, a big lead to Tam, or Tom Brady. So Atlanta wouldn't sit there in infamy with that 28 to three blown Super Bowl loss. The Rams would have been close because they had 27 to three. So at least there would have been another team close to us that blew a lead like that to Tom Brady. But the defense let them down, man, in that last drive. I was like, how are you leaving Cooper Cup in single coverage? I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. Like, he's the one that's killing you. Why would you leave him solo like that? And he ate them alive. I think it was uh, miscommunication. Yeah, they had two of them. 
and yeah, yeah. that was costly, man. And because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, Tampa Bay about the, I thought for sure they won once they once Fournette scored that touchdown and tied at 27. Mm-hmm. But they started slow and they had turnovers, they couldn't get anything going. And you could see the lack of depth on the receiving core with Goblin being out, Antonio Brown not being there, where Brady didn't have any trust in anyone. He couldn't get the ball to Evans either until late in the game. So that put them in a bind, and they obviously came back and made it a great game. Uh, So congratulations to the Rams for pulling that out and executing. And for Stafford, I know I've been on Stafford, uh, not knowing how he was going to perform. And he he got lucky because they (laughs) they had lost that game. I I was ready. I was ready. But they pulled it out, so kudos to him and the team and to Cooper Cup, man, for getting open the way he did and put the afterburners on those cats. The whole secondary. game. Yeah. The whole game, yeah. yeah. So now, now they advance and they get a home game and possibly another home game in the Super Bowl. But we'll get to that. But, yeah, a great game. Uh, curious to see if this is Tom Brady's last game and how they play this from a Tampa perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of those guys are on short deals and they're there because of Tom Brady. Uh, so a lot, another one where we got to wait for the off season to see how this plays out and how this impacts Tampa Bay. But man, another awesome game, man. I was, <laughs> I was glued to the TV and I couldn't <laughs> believe that LA almost lost it, but they pulled it out. Yep, Good for yep. them. And Danny, the final game on Sunday, man, what a game. Buffalo Bills going into Kansas City. Kansas City prevailing in overtime, 42-36. Man, what a game. You talk about competition. You talk about going for it. I have to give some major kudos to the Buffalo Bills. I picked them to win because uh, I thought it was going to be some get back in this game. And, man, just – that fourth quarter, I mean, just the whole game was just amazing, man. <laughs> it was just amazing. Gabriel Davis, eight receptions, 201 yards for four touchdowns. That's a playoff record for a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, just what a game. That's all I can say. Uh, Josh Allen threw for 329 yards, four touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes threw for 378 yards, three touchdowns. And, man, just a season-saving 13 seconds. Why they didn't squib kick it, Buffalo Bills didn't squib kick it to uh, take some time off, Mm -hmm. I think that was key. That was a key mistake. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Mahomes (laughs) drove them down the field in 13 seconds to – have a game tying field goal. And then with the flip of a coin, mm-hmm. Kansas City gets the ball and scores a touchdown against the number one NFL defense. Now there's some controversy about the overtime rules and all that stuff. Um, but listen, I just want to focus in on for right now, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, in particular, Josh Allen. Just really going for it, man. 
And you talk about you talk about a boxing match from an NFL standpoint. This was just absolutely amazing, man. This was a great game. What say you, Danny? Jason, that fourth quarter where Buffalo was driving and it had multiple fourth down conversions. And it was like Josh Allen was squeaking out those yards, scrambling for his life. They were right there too, man. And he would just make a slight juke and get that first down or throw for mm-hmm. the first down. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis. Whew. He put the whips on a couple of those cornerbacks, man. I, I think that one cornerback might have tore his hamstring. The way he shook him, <laughs> going into, he was wide open. But kudos to Kansas City, man. And this was the team we talked last week. This was the team that was not there all season. They mm-hmm. had the winning streak. Uh, they lost that game in Cincinnati, but this was the team of old, the Kansas City of old, where that offense showed up. Tyreek Hill, man, had some afterburners. Listen, man, his nickname is Cheetah for a reason. <laughs> he is no joke. Travis Kelsey, man, for him to make those key catches, that touchdown catch in overtime in itself was a great catch. For mm-hmm. him, as big mm-hmm. as he is, as agile as he is, to tap those toes, man, to make that catch, to win the game. And like I said, that was the Kansas City team that was missing that finally showed up. And I I thought that game was over when Buffalo scored mm-hmm. went up 36-33. Mm-hmm. I thought it was over, man. Yep. But Buffalo's defense let them down. And now Kansas City's on their way to hosting the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. But there was that that game, man, I just going back and forth the way it did, and for both offenses to step up like they did was mm-hmm. amazing. So from all four games perspective, I know I didn't I was one in three on my picks. I'm I'm not even gonna front. But it could have went all the other way on all three game, other three games because they all were decided by a field goal. So it was a great weekend, and now we're on to the, the championship games. And I, I want to say that I was – let's see, I did choose Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, messed up against Green Bay. I messed up against – no, I said L.A. Rams. You did. So I was two and two. I got yep. them two and two. So with that being said, Danny, uh, who you got in these conference championship games? <sighs> so I'm going to start with the NFC. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to LA Rams being at home. I think they learned some things by what happened to them at the end of the season when they lost to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I know San Francisco's on a high right now and San Francisco has that, winning streak going so there's always a team going into the playoffs that's hot and san francisco has that going but i see the la rams taking them down just the way they performed last week from the offensive perspective mm-hmm. uh now if bosa and those boys and warner get to stafford obviously it's a different game but debo got banged up a little bit in that packer game mm-hmm. uh i just don't know if they have enough to beat the rams how about the NFC for you, Jay? Rams. Okay. 
Um, they're at SoFi Stadium. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rams have been sniffing this for quite some time. Uh, I think Jimmy G is going to be uh, found out. I think Packers could have intercepted him more than one time. I think uh, the, the Rams will intercept him more than one time. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rams are going to go ahead and prevail. And one other thing, Jason, I'm always cheering, except for this weekend, I had to cheer for the 49ers because I despise the Packers more than the 49ers. But Shanahan being the coach, I always like to see him lose since what he did to us in that Super Bowl, <laughs> 28 to 3, when he wasn't running the ball and killing the clock. So any opportunity for him to get ousted out of the playoffs, I'm all for it. <laughs> so to the AFC, mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, this is the one I'm looking forward to. <laughs> this Kansas City-Cincinnati game. And I'm going to take Kansas City to, to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I think since or Kansas City learned some things in that game where Cincinnati beat them. It's going to be tough, man, because Jamar Chase is no joke. T. Higgins is no joke. They their offense is gonna there's gonna be a close game again. I think it's gonna be similar to the Buffalo game. But this is where Kansas City has that experience. And I'm not sure if the moment's gonna get too big for Cincinnati in this game. And Kansas City's at home. So I'm gonna ride with Kansas City in this one. If Cincinnati wins, I won't. There'll be no love lost because it'll be a new team and everything. And I like what they got going, but I'm gonna go Kansas City and Kansas City, LA Rams and Super Bowl. Who you got, Jay? Man, this AFC is a tough one. Mm-hmm. This one is tough because Cincinnati is so deep. Mm-hmm. The issue with Cincinnati is protecting Joe Burrow. Yep. Uh, and I can see multiple sacks happening uh in this particular instance. I think Cincinnati is gonna have to go with the with the short passes just to keep honestly uh Kansas City off of Joe Burrow. Uh their O line is that weak um mm-hmm. based upon what Tennessee uh showed. So uh unless they sure that up and maybe they put an extra tight end there to help chip chip block or whatever the case may be, but Ah, man, this is going to be a tough one because, again, Cincinnati is so deep offensively. Mm -hmm. Tyron Matthew got injured in that game against uh, the Buffalo Bills concussion. Um, I wonder if he's going going to be back to sure up that secondary. Um, They need him. Yeah, they need him in this game. So I just don't know about Cincinnati's offensive line mm-hmm. and them holding up. That's the big problem for me. And and Cincinnati defensively, I don't know if they're going to be able to hold up that long against a fast-powered offense like that of Kansas City. So I'm going to go Kansas City slightly. Okay. Slightly. We'll see what happens and this he, weekend. And here's the other thing to that, Danny. Yep. Here's the other thing to that. I wonder just how much emotionally drained Kansas City is based upon the win that just mm-hmm. happened. 
but they've been there before. They've Kansas City's not, seen this before. Not like this, though. Not with what happened with Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills in, in terms of the comeback. But they've been they've been in this moment before, is what I'm saying. So they yeah. they're yeah. not they're not uh unfamiliar with what's going on and the stakes on this that are involved in this game. I'm just looking forward to these games, man. These should be good. And that Cincinnati, Kansas City one is the one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I agreed there. Uh, I'm leaning towards um Kansas City. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.